1: Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero, y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.
2: Hi everyone, I'm Jenny and this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. And today, I have brought back my best friend, Carla Guerra Jimenez, who's been interviewed on the podcast before. We discussed her being a Latina in the gaming industry. Carla has returned because we need to talk about her multi-extra hyphenated identity. So hyphenated. You have so many different identities, especially being a Latina in the United States, and you specifically were not born in the United States. No. So I I would love to, you know, to hear your journey, you know, where you've come from, where you are now, and like, how you identify because I think a lot of people can relate to your story.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, My life is multi hyphenated in many ways. So just to give a little bit of background on myself. um, I'm gonna try to make this sound not like a telenovela, because my life is 100% like the most twisted, deranged telenovela like you've ever heard of. Like for real, if if any telenovela writers out there need material, just <laughs> interview me. I guarantee you it is a treasure trove. But anyways, point being, um, I was actually, I was not born in the US, but I have lived here in the US since I was like pretty much a baby. And I was originally born in Honduras because my mother was Honduran. I do not know my birth father, at all have no idea anything about him so he's just not in the picture hasn't ever been in the picture but when I was a few months old my mom immigrated to the US and she met my my stepdad but for all intents and purposes when I talk about my dad in this podcast that's who I'm referring to is my Mm -hmm. stepdad so she met him when I was a few months old And they obviously met, fell in love, got married. And yeah, my stepdad, you know, pretty much became the only dad that I've ever known. So my dad himself is Colombian. The entire family is Colombian. And, uh, you know, we were just one big, happy, mixed family. My dad actually had had kids from a previous marriage. So I have my two stepsisters and my stepbrother, which again, for all intents and purposes, if you hear me talking about my sisters and my brother, it is literally, you know, that that's who I'm referring to. But where this gets a little complicated in my case, is that when I was five years old, my mother passed away. And she had no contact with her family whatsoever. So my father didn't have any contact with her family whatsoever. So pretty much any and all contact with my mother's side of the family was non-existent. And from that point on, I was raised by you know, my dad, who I had been being raised by since I was a baby, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he obviously felt like I was his daughter because I pretty much was. And there was no question as to whether he was going to stay with me. (laughs) So from that point on the rest of my life, I'm raised by my father and his side of the family with like all my all my aunts and uncles and cousins and everything. So yeah, that's a little bit long-winded and convoluted, but that's to say that because my mother passed away when I was five years old, I have no contact with her family whatsoever. I was five, so yeah. I don't remember anything. Um, I don't know anything about the Honduran side of my family whatsoever, even though I was born there, even though, you know, my mom's side of the family is from there, so I I grew up very much only ingrained in Colombian culture. So just makes it a little weird (laughs) for me just because it's like, not only do I not know anything about my Honduran side of the family or my culture or anything. When I tell you I don't know anything, I do not know anything. Yeah. I, you know, grew up Colombian, Mm -hmm. uh, so I grew up not feeling Colombian enough and also growing up in the U.S. at the same time, not feeling American enough, you know, I definitely don't feel Honduran enough whatsoever. So it's very much an interesting place to be in.
2: Did Colombian people or like members of your Colombian family make you feel like you weren't Colombian enough or was that something that you just felt internally?
3: I think it was a little bit of a a little bit of B. Okay. You know, my family history is a little more complicated, just because, I mean, you're well aware of how I grew up. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to name any names or anything. But certain family members made it more apparent, like, you know, hey, you're pretty much kind of adopted, you know. Um, So they would always make that distinction, you know, and kind of like make it very clear. And I look incredibly different from what my family looks like. My family is, they're all white Colombians, you know, mm-hmm. and I am Morenita. I'm like, you know, dark skinned. So, you know, I did have some family members who would make it very obvious, like I have memories of like going to stores or something. And then people would ask who I was. And then they had to, instead of just saying like, oh, that's my niece, or, you know, something like that, they would launch into like, Oh, yeah, my brother married this woman. Oh, and my God. The, you know, Come she passed on. away. So, you know, like, yeah, this is technically my brother's stepdaughter, you know, they would launch into it. So as a kid, I'm like, damn, dude, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even belong to, like, my family. It was it, it was a weird experience. But you know, that's not to say that everybody was like that. My cousins have always been in incredibly accepting. My sisters, my brother have always been incredibly accepting. They don't ever make me feel like I'm, I don't ever feel like I'm not part of the family. I don't ever feel like I'm not blood related. I don't ever feel like with them that I'm not Colombian. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's certain family members would Make it obvious.
2: That's so whack to me. I know. I know. Trust me. <laughs> Come on, dude. Look at Encanto, right? Yeah. I think, God, I'm so glad that film exists because no one has to talk about it. There's literally white, indigenous, and black Colombians in this family. Oh yeah. No one bats an eye. Yeah. And that's how it should be. My freaking husband. He's half Puerto Rican, half. Peruvian. I mean, obviously, you know, David, who you lovingly call cousin. Yeah, uh, because (laughs) Because we do look ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. And it's funny because, yeah, you two look like you could be related for that reason. And his niece is half Peruvian, Puerto Rican and Haitian. Mm
3: hmm.
2: Yeah. And so she's uh, Afro Latina, right? Mm hmm. What the fuck? She's his niece. I'm, I would have to go explaining further. Yeah, yeah. People are fucking mixed. I don't understand. What, what is this? Like, it's so... I don't know. Yeah. It's just very uh, annoying to me.
3: But colorism is still a really big thing. I know. As... You know, I'm sure most of us know in Latino communities color colorism is a really big thing, yeah, you know, and maybe they didn't mean anything by it. Maybe it was just the standard in which they grew up in, you know, um, or maybe they did mean something by it. who who knows? But I think at the time it was just we would get a lot of very confused looks, you know, especially like when I was a little kid, too, like, um, you know, I grew up in Miami, obviously, you know, so we lived in Kendall and our backyard. Uh, growing up, we had a lake in the backyard. And as a kid, I literally would spend my entire time, like, if I wasn't in school, I was usually back in the lake swimming in the lake. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, you're in the Miami sun, I got even darker. Yeah, you know? You know, my white
2: ass was as <laughs> yeah. shit when I was a kid. Yeah, you we know, always was, in the pool on the beach. Mm-hmm.
3: So it was just, yeah. you know, I I think it was their way of kind of explaining the differences there. But as a kid, I would have loved to just have not heard the explanation. You
2: know? Yeah, that's like, rough.
3: You know, my mother had just passed away, you know, and I would have loved to have just heard like, oh, that's that's my niece.
2: Yeah, punto. If people ask
3: and get into it, sure, explain if you want to, you know?
2: But it's like parents who adopt kids of, of other ethnicities and races, What are they going to go into this convoluted explanation? People just say, this is my son. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The fuck? Like, they're not like, well, I went to like, morocco and yeah like yeah of course at some point like when you get to know someone you know oh, that's my like my child who's adopted but like for the most part people will just say point blank this is my sister this is my son like mm-hmm. who cares like yeah you know but you can tell que yo algo. yeah colorism like yeah. you said yeah i mean that's that's just plain freaking obvious yeah
0: life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos ego waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero. Y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with ego.
3: And what's funny is, um, like my dad was a very complex man. <laughs> you know, and uh he had he definitely had his like his you know, positive qualities but he also had his faults you know Um, but I will say I don't ever remember him making a distinction like he was always that's my daughter you know yeah. There was no explanation, no distinction. So a lot of the distinction that I did get didn't ever come from my immediate family. Like I said, I've never experienced that with my sisters, with my brother. I yeah, no, at all. Um, even to this day, it's like, there's no need to explain anything. Like, I'm their sister, you know, yes. I'm their brother, you know, and um, my father passed away when I was 12 years old. But, you know, in my entire life, I don't ever remember him even mentioning me as his step daughter or anything it was always I was his daughter you know
2: yeah so do you feel like your Colombian family was being just straight up colorist because you were darker skinned than they were or do you think the fact that you were Honduran added that layer of prejudice? Like, had you just been a darker-skinned Colombian, would they have been more accepting? And that's kind of tough
3: to answer. My gut tells me it's probably just the colorism. I don't remember them ever really speaking negatively about, like, Central Americans or, you know, okay. anything like that. I I don't think that that's the case. I do think maybe if I was a darker-skinned you know, like born in Colombia, like Colombian, I think it maybe would have been a little bit easier to like relate, but I still think they would have no yeah they would have gone through the extra steps to explain if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong too. I don't want to necessarily paint my family with like this big like evil brush or anything yeah. like that. you know, I was a little kid. I haven't ever really asked why they felt the need to like go into specifics and yeah. kind of explain, you know. It could have been a product of the time they were born, you know? Like, either way, it made me feel not as accepted in my own
2: family, yeah, of course. you know?
3: So I feel like the damage was done, whether it was intentional or not.
2: And having been primarily raised in Miami, where it's a massive melting pot with all kinds of Latin American, Caribbean cultures, there's a lot of Hondurans in Miami. Mm-hmm. Did you ever come across other Hondurans in school or in, at work Yeah. How did you feel when you would connect with other Hondurans?
3: So that's a that's a whole other layer to this experience, too, because I've never, ever omitted the fact that I'm Honduran. Usually when people ask me what I am without going into, you know, I'm not going to give them like a whole novel of my backstory. So I usually just say I'm Colombian Honduran and I lead with Colombian because I feel like that's what I identify with the most, you know, Um, but I have Met Hondurans who they're like, Oh, oh, you're Honduran. That's, you know, that's awesome. And then they'll want to relate to me, you know, whether it comes to like Honduran food or, you know, oh, have you ever been or, you know, like, you know, naturally, like, if you meet another Cuban, I'm sure like there's that certain level of like bonding that you guys have because, you know, you're able to relate to certain things. And that's where a lot of like, me saying I'm Honduran kind of falls apart because then I have to go into it and explain it yeah. because I don't know anything about my Honduran culture, you know, And and it's not for like lack of wanting to learn or anything. You know, I just I don't know very many Hondurans. I wasn't ever really connected with my mom's side of the family. Only recently did I reconnect with them. You know, I've asked them and stuff. but, they still very much feel like strangers to me and I could tell that I very much still feel like a stranger to them, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just, it puts me in a weird spot because, you know, they'll want to talk about Honduran food and I'm like, I've never had it. And then they're like, wait, you said you were like, I feel like a poser saying I'm Honduran because it all starts unraveling. You know, they're like, oh, you said you're Honduran, you know? And especially if I'm talking in Spanish, I have a Colombian accent when I talk Spanish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's really interesting to meet people that are Honduran. Um, A good example of this, too, is uh, one of our best friends, Tracy. Yeah. Her fiancé is half Honduran. And half Cuban. And half Cuban. So when he first met me, he was like, oh, you know, catracha, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like... Yeah. And I had to like go in and explain everything. And you know, he's like, Oh, yeah, you know, you should learn more about the food and stuff. I'm sure the food is amazing. I think I've only ever had, I've had a baleada once in my life. And that was recently that was like 2019. Or something. I don't know if it was authentic or anything like that. But you know,
2: where did you eat it?
3: It's this place here, like in Woodstock Roswell area. I forget the name of it. But it's like, they do a bunch of Central American food. They do like Honduran food, Salvi food, they had pupusas there and stuff like that. Yeah, I tried it there for the first time, you know, and I felt weird going into the restaurant, you know, and like ordering stuff, you know, and a lot of times they'll ask you, you know, like, Oh, yeah, you know, are you from, you know, (laughs) this place or that place, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like, my mom was Honduran and stuff. And, you know, it's like, they clearly are super confused i'm talking to them in spanish with a colombian accent you know and like asking them what to eat and they're like
2: you know it's just there's so much more explaining so much there to yeah to like unpack but it's like i know you're not alone in this yeah because it's very i know so many people and i've seen it happen the most for some reason with like colombia and venezuela and then with Cuban, Puerto Rico, or like Dominican Republic. I know someone who, he's Dominican. Like his whole family's Dominican, but he was raised in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So he's like... I'm a Boricua. Yeah. Right? So it happens a lot. Like, this is very, very
3: common. It's not to say it doesn't happen in other cultures, but it happens in Hispanic cultures a lot because a lot of, like, intermarrying, especially, like, coming from someplace like Miami, there's, like, there's so many Hispanic nationalities there. And it would probably be very common for one parent to either pass away or they get divorced and they they're raised with another, you know, parent and that parent is more, you know, Puerto Rican or, you know, like Chilean or, you know, whatever
2: they're from. So, um, yeah, especially when you're like mixed as well. Like, you know, mm -hmm. some some people lean more towards one than the other. Yeah. Which is really fascinating, but it makes complete sense. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's funny, though, because people in Latin American countries Mm -hmm. and then they stumble upon like my content and they get mad because of how Americanized some of it is. Yeah. So it's kind of the same. It's like, what do you expect? Yeah. My whole family's Cuban leading up to like great grandparents. Yeah. That's all I've ever known. And then I was born in Miami. Mm-hmm. It, it's America, yes, but we all know Miami's also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know it's Miami's its own like, little country. Interesting. <laughs> so everyone there speaks Spanish, and you know is from everywhere, but there's still obviously American elements. And I get so annoyed when like people from Latin America hate on people like us who are Latinos who live in the states. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you would have turned out the same way, mm-hmm. my friend. Like, yeah. Or if I had been raised in London, I would have had a British accent. Oh yeah. But be- Cuban, in my background, like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's common sense to me. Yeah. People just want to hate.
3: I agree. You know what I mean? It's weird, too, because even with all this um, talk about, like, me being raised in a Colombian family, so I obviously... Uh, identify more with the Colombian side than I do with the Honduran side. I was ultimately, I was raised in the U S too. You know, I've been here in the States ever since I was, you know, a baby, you know, I don't, I've never lived in any other country besides the U S. So it's also like, you know, I don't feel American enough to be called American. I don't feel Honduran enough to be called Honduran. I don't feel Colombian enough to be called Colombian, you know,
0: life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour
1: Let go with Ego existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café pero sin importar que tipo de persona eres hay algo que a todos les va a gustar Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.
2: I was talking to our producing partner, Kevin, who is Mm Venezuelan-Colombian. And I was like, when we were talking about the topic, I was like, yeah, Kevin, like, don't you, don't you kind of go through the same thing? Like, you're Venezuelan, but you feel more Colombian. And he goes, actually, I feel more Cuban. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> layer, too, that because we should talk about. He was raised, you know, in Miami. And, look, obviously, I'm Cuban, so clearly I feel Cuban. Right? Yeah, Miami right? only added to my Cuban powers. Mm-hmm. But all of my friends, no matter what background they're from, even the whitest, my best friend Jesse, the whitest girl, Dutch background, but was born and raised in Miami, everyone feels a little bit Cuban.
3: I tell people that all the time. It's like, if you're from Miami, like, not, not just like, oh, hey, I moved to Miami last year or like three years ago. No, no, no. no. Yeah. If you were raised in Miami, you are a little bit Cuban, you know? <laughs> so that's a whole other layer too, is like, I feel like I identify, obviously not as strongly as like, you know, somebody who like grew up Cuban, but I feel like I... There's a small bit of Cuban culture that I identify with because I grew up immersed in Cuban yes. culture in Miami, you know? like a perfect example, right is um my my boyfriend Bob, right? He is. American, You know, he's white, but him and his family are from Miami, like his parents were raised in Westchester and like (laughs) Olympia Heights, you know, Uh, so they're from Miami. And Bob relates so much to like the Cuban side of things because he grew up immersed in Cuban culture, just by proxy living in Miami.
2: Yes,
3: to the point that literally here in Georgia, because his parents live in Georgia now and everything and we live here in Georgia when we celebrate Christmas at their house, we celebrate Nochebuena. Yes. And we literally will have lechon, you know, um, arroz, frijoles, you know, like uh, Maduro's, the whole nine yards, Cuban bread. That is the food that his family, who is, you know, who are white Americans, eat (laughs) for Nochebuena, you know, and it's like, There, you know, just by proxy, growing up in Miami, I mean, you kind of grow up a little Cuban.
2: Well, speaking of food, right, uh, that was something that I saw a lot of people within our community fight over Mm -hmm. because everyone's dish was the dish, right? And if it wasn't done in a certain way, then you lost your Latino card. And we even used something Mm -hmm. like that in last year's Thanksgiving video where everyone brought a form of tamal from their country. So it was like yeah. Mexican tamales, Nicaraguan Naca tamales. We had Puerto Rican pasteles and we had Venezuelan ayacas. And everyone just starts fighting about whose is the legitimate one or who's, uh-huh. whose was... And it's like, it's funny because I think your experience as a Latina is probably one of the most, one of the greatest examples of what it is to be a Latina. And this is something that so many people... Do not understand not even outsiders even people within our own community do not understand that again we are not a race like I don't know Latinidad being a Latino Latina is a mix of all these borrowed things that we've adopted over the centuries mm-hmm. because we became who we are due to you know unfortunately a lot of you know bad circumstances yeah So our food and our music and everything is borrowed from Europe, and Native Americans and Indigenous peoples and Africa. Yeah, like
3: Latinidad in and of itself is a little—I mean, not a little bit—it—it is a melting pot when you put it it, when you boil it down and strip it down to like bare
2: basics. This is all borrowed. Like Latinos, we just borrow. Like that's why we're so complex. Yeah. So I know you know, despite everything that you've gone through. I hope there's some validation annoying. Like you literally are the epitome of what Latinidad is, you
3: know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's I, I feel like I struggled struggled with it a lot growing up. Yeah. You know? Because growing up, you know, and like kind of going through all the traumatic things that I went through, like with my family, my parents passing away and you know, just I you know, I've gone through a lot of stuff. I think in the past, when I was younger, I was a little more like it was hard for me to kind of accept myself. Um, you know, and I was like, oh, why can't I just be? like, American, or why can't I just be Colombian, you know, or why can't I just be Honduran or something, you Mm -hmm. know, but I feel like, obviously, the older I get, and maybe it comes with maturity, or, you know, with experience, or, you know, lived experience and wisdom, like, I'm just fully accepting of who I am now, you know, and if I have to explain to people, then I have to explain to people, you know, and I feel like a lot of times, like me even going into the story and explaining it, you know, kind of, it, you know, it does, it, do, it does its own good, you know, for people to just even hear it be like, Oh, yeah, not everybody fits into a neat little box.
2: At this point, if people are still doing this box shit, which they mm-hmm. are, yeah, get over it. It's unrealistic, dude,
3: it happens so much with like, government like official forms. Oh, yeah that trips me up every single time, because they want you to like denote like a race. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, they have white, they have black, they have Native American Pacific Islander,
2: all of the above. Like, yeah, what do you do? like,
3: I'm clearly not white, right? Yeah, you're not. Um, but I'm also not black. And I'm no. also not Native American Pacific Islander, you know, and I'm not like, I'm not Asian or anything like that. So it's like, what do I even check a lot of times, just out of necessity, because some f- forms require you to fill out one of them. Out of necessity, I have to like, I, I end up putting down white, Most people but do. I'm not, I, I'm not clearly not white, you know, so
2: that cosa tan so antiquated. Man. Yeah,
3: for real. It's just race and, you know, ethnicity and <laughs> identity is not, you know, a linear
2: thing <laughs> it's not a linear thing and i think honestly if if you are of latin descent and you're listening to this i just really hope that you take something away from this because we fight too much and it's ridiculous quite frankly yeah when did this become a competition of who's more latino, latino or not mm-hmm. when are we gonna learn how that we're allowed to be individuals with our own I like merengue and salsa and I'm going to listen to freaking banjos. I'm going to listen to bluegrass. Yeah. I fucking want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the hell? Mm -hmm. Who said, like who writes these like ridiculous rules, right?
3: Yeah, no, it's society. We, we, we we write these rules about ourselves, you know, and you know, sometimes those stereotypes are just reinforced through just years of the, that being the standard, you know, the status quo. So, you know, at the end of the day, you, you're cuban right like your entire family's cuban you were raised cuban you know you don't know anything about spain or, I don't know, Portugal to about or anything I've never even like been that to europe
2: i don't know anything
3: that's pretty much the exact same way that i feel it mines is a, a little more closer to obvious you know it's not several decades you know or anything like that back, but that's pretty much the feeling that I have, even with my Honduran culture. I don't know anything about it. I'm sure it's a beautiful culture. I would love to learn more. And I am learning more just mm-hmm. in recently reconnecting with my Honduran side of the family. But it is as foreign to me as me telling you, you know what, Jenny, you're actually German, <laughs> Yeah,
2: like, you know, or really Czechoslovakian or something, you know, I'm like, uh, short, sure. Except you know not say ni papa, yeah. de esa mierda. So okay.
3: Yeah, you know. And it, <laughs> again, uh, I I know through experience and being put in like recent contact with my Honduran side of the family, it's a super beautiful culture. I'm not saying anything about it, but yeah. you know, it's just kind of hard to explain to people who want to put me in a box and be like, oh well, you were born in Honduras, and you I know, know I'm like, like,
2: come on. I mean, here's the thing, right? My best friend, the one I was talking about, Jesse, that you you know. Super white. She has Dutch-British background. Her father, Frank, was born in Cuba. Yeah. Because his Dutch parents happened to be there in Cuba when he was born. Yeah. And then they moved to the States. He says he's born in Cuba. It's on his birth certificate. But he doesn't claim to be Cuban. Yeah, exactly. It, this happens, y'all. Yeah, it does. Obviously, for you, it's deep, the Honduran roots are deeper, obviously. versus yeah. He just popped in there.
3: Yeah, for really quickly. (laughs) And then
2: move. You know, his parents were not Cuban, Mm -hmm. but your mom was Honduran, and probably more people in your family background are Honduran. So obviously, there's more roots there than like Jesse's dad. But I think it makes sense for you to say, I'm Colombian Honduran, because you're still honoring your mom's. Mm Identity And that's part of who you are. Absolutely. Um, But you don't have to know freaking... I I don't even know everything about Cuba. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah,
3: exactly. And that's why, like, I'll never omit it. Because at the... You know, I am... I am 100. And I'm never going to, like, negate that, you know? Yes. And I'm proud of it, you know? But you don't need to
2: answer a pop quiz. Yeah, exactly.
3: You know? And that's why, like i tend to just say that i'm both you know when people yeah. ask i'm like i'm colombian hunter and you know yeah i don't fit into a neat little box no
2: <laughs> and you know what no one does even if you think you do yeah you don't enjoy being messy yeah for real that's all i gotta say embrace the messiness embrace the messiness life is a
0: highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour
1: let go with ego existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café pero sin importar que tipo de persona eres hay algo que a todos les va a gustar